Hey, Survivor. Welcome to episode 40 of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Today, we're going to strengthen your support of other narcissistic abuse survivors. I know how hard it can be to bite your tongue and resist the temptation to say, I told you so, when someone you care about doesn't realize who or what they're dealing with. So that's why I've put together four ways to support the survivor in your life. There's no need to rub in someone's face the fact that you called it or to shame and blame the victim for not seeing and separating themselves from the narcissist sooner. We've all been there at some point. I know I have. Humility and vulnerability go a long way when you're healing. So if you're ready to exercise your empathy and amp up your attunement, grab a notebook and pen and let's dig in. Hey, Survivor. Welcome to the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Do you want to disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse, and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax this time's for you. Have you signed up to become a Vibrant Survivor Insider? You get exclusive content, holistically healing tips, and the latest news and updates on the Vibrant Survivor delivered to your inbox. Click the link in the show notes to join. I recently received an unexpected phone call from a friend. After a few failed attempts to get together in person and a whole lot of life happening in between, and my friend had helped me to crack the narcissistic code within my family of origin and helped me tremendously on my healing journey. Like, I can't even tell you. And a few years ago, when she helped me to have this aha moment where I got all this clarity about who and what I was dealing with, not just in my family of origin, but in some other situations, I called out narcissistic patterns of behavior in her partner at that time. And she chose to remain in this relationship, despite my skepticism and the insights that I shared about this person. So she called me recently to let me know that I was right about her partner and that she'd been lied to and strung along all these years and that she was really thankful for me. And my heart sank and sang at the same time. On the one hand, I was happy to hear that she saw her partner for who and what they really are, but I hated that she was hurting can you relate? Here are four ways to support the narcissistic abuse survivor in your life when they have their moment of clarity. Number one, listen to them. Open your ears, open your eyes, open your heart, open your schedule, and make time and effort to focus on them. Inquire about and acknowledge their thoughts and feelings Give them a space where they can safely cry 
release some cortisol and get some relief from any stress or tension that they may be holding on to that could negatively affect their health. I guarantee you this will make them feel so much better. Even if what they're sharing is not pretty, they'll feel better. Eliminate any distractions, turn off your phone, put up a do not disturb sign or signal. You can do this in person or virtually, but just listen. Number two, validate their experience. Listening, making eye contact, offering mindful body language, being aware of how you're presenting yourself, how how your posture is, or making supportive gestures can be so helpful as you acknowledge that what they experienced was real. And that can really help to boost trust, not just in you, but trust within themselves. It can increase their courage and confidence to speak up about either the current situation or maybe even a future situation. And it can also help to raise their awareness and their discernment going forward. You can do this with nonverbal gestures, a head nod, or putting away your phone, letting them see you put away your phone, because we all are on our phones nowadays. Having an openness to your posture and your body, not having your arms folded or anything like that, but being more open and ready to receive information, but also showing that you are welcoming any and everything that they may have to share, maybe even offering a hug with permission, of course, because for some trauma survivors, they may not be able to tell the difference between a hug and something harmful. So you want to be sensitive to that. Number three, be humble. Remember where you've come from and acknowledge it out loud during the course of your conversation. Let them know that they're not alone. Even something as simple as that can mean so much. So many people are uneducated or unwilling to talk about trauma and certainly not equipped to deal with it. And it can feel so isolating when you have been through trauma and it's easy to feel like you're the only one, nobody gets it, you can't talk to anybody and the temptation is to just clam up and to just be quiet and to hide out. And that's not healthy. Sitting with all of those negative thoughts about what's happened to you and having all of that extra stress going on in your body and negative or toxic thoughts going through your mind about what has happened to you or just negative self-talk that can really cause a downward spiral mentally, physically, emotionally. And so helping someone else to feel like they're not alone can be so meaningful. This can also help to promote more depth in communication and also create more closeness in your relationship. Number four, edify them. If it applies, tell them how they've helped you when you didn't see the narcissist or you didn't see the narcissistic abuse for what it was or when you were at your weakest or if there's another situation where they helped you out when you were at a weak point 
it may not have been a narcissistically abusive situation or relationship, but maybe there was some other time when they really helped you and lifted you up when you desperately needed it. Either way, sharing that with them will help so much to instill confidence in them and courage that, hey, you can do hard things. You can help someone else walk through the fire and give them clarity and help them to see, okay, this is what it looks like to come out on the other side. I've been here before. I've helped someone through this before. I can get through this, whatever it is they may be going through. Remember, Survivor, it's so much easier to see the situation for what it is, for the toxic mess that it is when it's not you that's in the situation. Let's recap four ways to support the narcissistic abuse survivor in your life. Number one, listen to them. Number two, validate their experience. Number three, be humble. And number four, edify them. Remember, someone may not initially heed your warning, but that doesn't mean they don't need your warning. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.